thoughts this is episode number four meaning it's the fourth interview as i was happy to have gabby gerard on with me today to talk a number of topics including her past internships um women in sports and certain sports returning it was a really good conversation we talked for i believe just over an hour so i really do hope you enjoy and i will talk to you right after the interview so without further ado here is my interview with Gabby. Enjoy. All right, I am here with Gabby Gerard. See, I double-checked before the show even started to make sure I nailed that. Uh, we interned together at Nesson. I mean, we only worked about like 10 hours total together, but <laughs> they were 10 hours, so we, we worked together. Um, she's also interned at Mass Live, WEEI. She, yeah, she kind of has done it all already. And Gabby, welcome to the show. Thanks, Scott. I'm glad to be here. I am happy that you came on because um, we never got to really talk when we were at Nesson. I know. Because, I mean, like, halfway through our internship, they were just like, yeah, COVID. So, not not our fault. I, I know. Think. I mean, I blame myself, but. I think, <laughs> I think Ricky called us, he said something to me at one point, like, we were ships passing in the night. We just yeah, never really, we like, oh, we literally overlapped for like 10 hours the whole time. Yeah. But. Yeah. Cause I think uh, the only time we worked together was like a Monday. Yeah. Like for an <laughs> hour. And I was like, oh, see ya. Okay, cool. I was going to say, by the time I got in, cause I worked late on Mondays, by the time I got in, you know, you just take whatever seats open. So I was like across the office. You were like already cranking away on something. Yeah. That's all right. Ah, cranking. How I, <laughs> how I miss those days. All right, so I'll start off with an easy question for you. This is okay. actually a question I've asked everyone so far. How have you handled quarantine? Well, the um, whole situation. Yeah, it's been a challenge to say the least. Um, trying to, you know, make the best of it like everybody else, but it's it's been it's been hard. Um, obviously, the end of my senior year at Springfield got cut short, so I lost out on senior week and graduation and. You know, all those things that you save, you say, oh, I'll just do it at the end of senior year. Kind of right. didn't really get that chance to do that. Um, so that was probably the hardest thing to just readjust to mentally, just because it seemed like it all just kind of started to roll down the hill really, really quickly and just escalated. Oh, yeah. um, almost as if out of nowhere. I remember I was working at Nesson when the first school, I forget which, um, which college it was, decided to cancel the rest of the semester. I think it was Harvard. I think yes. they were just like, see yep. yeah. mm-hmm. And I was working with like Lauren and Abby and I just was like, I'm going to take my break now because <laughs> I think my senior year might get canceled. So uh, I'll yeah, just, I'll be fair. back. Um, so that was hard. Um, but finished the school year out, 
my I will say shout out to my parents, uh, Carol and Phil, because <laughs> they did the best that they possibly could to try to give me a senior week at home, which was just oh, so awesome. sweet. Yeah, I mean, we just had like they planned a bunch of activities like every night during that what would have been my senior week, yeah. like just fun stuff. Um, so we we in turn awesome. made the best of it, but it's just been hard not being able to see people. Um, you yeah. know, you just like we we had talked, you know, about missing the chemistry going into the office and you know, hanging out with people and sure we had Microsoft teams. So we had a lot of fun with the gifts, but, um, doesn't, doesn't compare. So that was probably the hardest part, but I'm kind of over it at this point. Unfortunately, the virus is not over us. So I wish it were terrified (laughs) for the next few uh, months. Like I'm going into my senior year. I might not get any of it. Like there's a real yeah. chance that happens. So yeah, I I hope you I hope you do though. Um, but I think if anything, you should get a senior spring. Which, speaking from experience, a senior spring is better than a senior fall. So hopefully, that sounds right. hopefully I mean, you get I to have so. that. I just hope like the athletes, like the student athletes, get to have some t- uh, some sort of season because it's gonna be so tough. Like I had my friend who's um, a swimmer on here and she it sounds like she'll get to have her season as long as they don't cut swim right um because they're gonna do it like through zoom wild so like everyone will go to like their own pool and like compete that way Interesting. compare times it's like that's kind of wild but at least it's something like yeah you know at least at least they're getting creative to so you can kind of feel like you're still in there i mean I know what we did. We actually, so we at Springfield, we kind of figured, we saw what was happening and we were told that we were going home for an extra week of spring break and to pack for two weeks. We weren't that naive. We were optimistic, but we weren't naive. So um, Thursday night was kind of our last night of college and we kind of assumed it would be. So um, everybody lives on campus at Springfield. So we had all of the senior athletes whose seasons had just gotten canceled. They didn't get to have a senior day. So oh. all of the seniors basically gathered together. We got a bunch of bottles of champagne, and we had senior night for all of the spring athletes. All hey, of- that's awesome, though. And, At least you guys you know, got to do something. Yeah, we tried to try to make it special, and it was just kind of like a freak thing that just kind of happened. Yeah. Um, so we tried to make the best of it just because, again, I feel so bad for all the athletes who may have stepped off the field for the last time without knowing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know what that's like, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I played field hockey for two years at Springfield. And I had a lot of concussions. Lo and behold, I got another one. I wasn't allowed to play contact sports anymore, but I didn't realize it until after I had stepped off the field. So that whole like looking for closure thing, it sounds kind of cheesy, but it's tough. So, you know, seeing these programs starting to get cut from schools and seasons getting canceled, it just, my heart goes out to all the athletes. Yeah. Um, I, I can't believe that concussion story. That's, um, oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> that's, that, that's upsetting. Yeah, but not, I, not you fun. said what it was two years ago? You said, uh, yes. So this is actually okay. the longest knock on wood, but this is the longest I've gone without a concussion since sophomore year of high school. Oh my so, god, Jeez. that's good. And I played, <laughs> yeah, field that hockey. is good. You know, wow. it's a sport where you, you look at someone for too long, the whistle blows. Like, you would think, how in the world does someone get that many concussions from a sport that's non contact? But you play um, like Marshawn out there. That's what you did. You were just rough and tough. I mean, clearly. basically, or scrappy and <laughs> yeah. not that skilled. I don't know, one of the two. But <laughs> I mean, you played at college. You clearly do something right. Yeah, I like to think so. <laughs> um, so, you brought up the uh, spring break, and I just have to share mm-hmm. this sad story of uh, I took my spring break off from Nesson. And that was the same week Rudy Gobert got sick. 
and that's that's all so like when I left Nesson right before my break, I was like, all right, see you guys next week. Mm-hmm. Little did I know it was over. So like, wow. I have that like still in my head. Like I could have been there. Like I could have been there that last week and I wasn't. So, mm-hmm. so like, I just always think back to that. You just never know. And this, I know. So you I really mean, don't. man, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, I always said, I always said to Ricky, I was like, well, as long as like Gabby got that last week, cause like she was there, you were there a little less longer than me. So just, just a tiny bit. <laughs> you okay, had a whole well, semester on me. <laughs> you, well, you know, whatever. Sure. <laughs> okay. So um, you kind of like brought this up to me earlier, but I want to ask, how have you been staying busy during all this? Uh, well, uh, a couple different things. Um, I'm basically just trying to try to challenge myself and try to change myself for the better. Um, that got that directly from Coach Sarah Sulo, who's the football coach at Springfield. Um, he was, you know, in typical coach form, you know, I'm an athlete, very receptive to coaches, right? right? And I was taking a class on coaching my last semester and I'll never forget the first Zoom we had for class. He just ripped into us. Like, I felt like I had just like, got sent on sprints and it like didn't <laughs> and didn't touch the lines or something like it was just one of those like like I felt guilty even though I didn't do anything but like in the best way it was just like it's like if you're not you if you just want to sit there and watch Netflix all day fine you're gonna look back and you're gonna realize you wasted months of your life like you gotta challenge right. yourself you gotta make yourself better and I was like wow I could go run through a wall right yeah now. I, like I'm getting that way right, right? now I was even yes. there exactly so I have been trying to take a little bit of that I guess you could say so I've been actually one of the goals that I've been doing is a lot of hiking so I live in southern New Hampshire so there are plenty of mountains in the Granite State um so once a week with the exception of this week because of thunderstorms um I've been hiking a 4,000 footer every week um which is Mm. exciting I think I've done about eight so far um which is just a great way to stay active um plus I'm exploring parts of my state that I have kind of taken for granted at this point. Yeah. Um, so that's been probably one of the more fun things that I've been doing. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Just checking in on friends a lot. Cause I know that this is a hard time for everybody. So I've been making a point to try to do that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm trapped inside my parents' house most of the time, which as you can imagine, we're all, yeah, we're, we're yeah. same, same spot there. Yep. There could be better places, but there could be worse places. So just trying to make the best of it. Um, also worked on a website. So that has been in the making. Um, it's called feel good sports news. So essentially it's not necessarily all just positive, good PR stuff, but kind of like, I think of myself kind of as a sports junkie. And so that's kind of, that's kind of what we're going for. I, I know Scott, you probably are too. And so, um, just a little, just, just a, little. a tiny bit. Maybe <laughs> Is it the Red Sox hat that gave it away? I don't know. I, um, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so basically it's kind of all the stuff that sports fans want to be reading about. I'm actually working on a series right now that I'm going to hopefully launch later this week about just the craziest injuries that play ice hockey players have played through during playoff hockey. Oh, oh. I'm missing that right now. I like yeah life and I'm like man we'd be seeing like like I was just thinking about all these crazy things that people have played through so I'm going to take a look at that stuff um coming up but yeah so that's been that's been a project of mine to say the least that's awesome um but yeah uh my only submission for that one actually I have two is 
every year Patrice Bergeron plays playoff hockey. He's at the top of my list. <laughs> yeah, and then Gregory Campbell with his broken yep. leg. Yep. Those were like my two, like, you, I can't wait. I'm going to yep. definitely read those two. Absolutely. Those awesome. two are on my list as well as Charles' broken jaw last year. Yeah. I can't forget I, that I when he was writing – when he was writing messages to the media because oh. he couldn't talk because his jaw was wired shut. But he was still playing hockey. What a My st- God, what a man. What, what an animal. <laughs> hockey players are just a different breed. They really are. <laughs> it's just like all the respect in the world. I, I wished I had been taught how to play ice hockey instead of just mm-hmm. field hockey. It would have been way more fun. But Yeah, um, yeah I always wish I could skate. Me too. <laughs> I'm really good at falling. I always was really good at that. Mastered falling. It's, yeah. it's an art, really. Yeah, it sure. Of course. <laughs> so you covered a handful of sports to say the least while you were at Springfield College. I know I that did. was one of your biggest things you missed when COVID decided to hey ruin everything. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about that and how that set you up for say your internships with three awesome companies and how it sets you up for the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I'm very lucky. My program, I mean, right away, we're encouraged to just hit the ground running and get involved with campus media. Um, And funny story, I actually, I, you know, I came in as an athlete in the fall. So I'm like, okay, I can't really, I'm new with this whole journalism thing. I don't really know how I'm supposed to cover sports while I'm in season. Like I'm just going to fly under the radar for a little bit and then, the newspaper advisor, actually, I was in his class for, like, intro to, like, journ, and he was, called me into his office one day. I was like, how <laughs> swing by? And I was like, okay, like, sure. Great. He'd seen one homework assignment. I'm like, all right, um, Marty Dobrow. And he somehow talked me into taking a beat right then and there while I was in season. Women's cross country. He's like, we don't host the meets. All you'd have to do is reach out to the coaches and, like, the runners, like, once a week. I'm like, That's okay, cool. I could probably yeah. do that. Like, sure. Um, so that I, I started out covering women's cross country and I think to this day, one of the best compliments I've ever been given was from my editor in chief at the time, Sean McFarland, who's over at the Hartford current right now, just absolute legend. I want to be just like him. <laughs> um, he, he looked at me right after the fall season had ended and he said, all right, you made women's cross country sound interesting. So you get to pick whichever beat you want for the winter, except men's basketball. And I said, well, okay. Like I'll take women's basketball then. Yeah. And he goes, that's the second biggest beat we have. I go, okay. He goes, have fun. So <laughs> it was that simple. Um, so I got really lucky to get put the opportunity to go on that beat. And um, obviously at that point I wasn't in season anymore. So um, I had a lot more time on my hands. I got to know the players and the coach really well coach graves oh my gosh she's the best and um yeah so it kind of started there i was really fortunate that i got to cover that beat and all the way through my my time in college um with the exception of sophomore year when i was out with my concussion i had to miss a lot of school couldn't really sit in a gymnasium um but short of that i got to see it all the way through which is really unique you know you don't usually get to see the freshman group that you come in with as a freshman all the way through to senior day, you know, Um, it was just, that was something that was really special to me. And I always joked my, one of my roommates actually um, ended up playing on the team. She was the starting point guard. She was backup as a freshman. And I remember when she got her first start, like her Mm -hmm. big first start as a freshman, like I went over and I interviewed her and it was so nice to be able to interview a freshman. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like this is really cool. And then we joke and then, I was interviewing her after she scored her thousandth point like last last season and 
things like that. So just a lot of things came full circle. That team was so generous to me. Um, really, that team, I would say, helped me gain any sort of confidence when it came to figuring out what to do, what to not do. You know, Coach Graves took me in as one of her own, even though I clearly wasn't one of her players. She pushed me like That's you would awesome. not believe. You know, anytime I said anything, she's like, well, so what's your plan? Like, how are you doing? Like, what are your next steps? Like, I'm like, oh, well, you know, like, hopefully I'm on somebody's list that I've interned with. She's like, well, you need to be at the top of the list. And I'm like, coach, I'm working on it. Like, give me some time. <laughs> so um, I'm very fortunate because she had a huge impact on me. And that, that team alone will always have a special place to me. So that really got my foot in the door in terms of covering sports on campus. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I covered women's lacrosse briefly. Um, kind of just filled in whenever there needed to be someone to fill in for any sort of game. I found that that was the best way to go about doing it. I was really lucky. I got a chance to broadcast some of the football games in the fall um, for our radio station. Awesome. And so that was a lot of fun. I hadn't really gotten a chance to do that until my senior year. Um, but I mean, that was just great. I basically, moral of the story is I lived in press boxes um, for a, a long time. When I was in college on the weekends, I was basically always in at the fields or by the courts or in the press boxes. And honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I got a chance to branch out, work on my photography skills. Um, senior year when we hosted the Hoop Hall Classic um, with the Basketball Hall of Fame. So that was a great opportunity to be able to really, I said, you know what? Not that I don't need to work on my writing because I always need to work on my writing, but let me try, try to get good at my photography skills. We've yeah. got plenty of us. So um, yeah, I'd say, and then I was, I've been so lucky in terms of the internships that I've been able to do. Um, I'd say so. I, it's just, you know, coincidences and things just seem to have fallen in line. So I'm very, very blessed in that sense. Um, when I interned at Mass Live, I covered high school sports. And that was my first experience covering high school sports. And I would not trade it for the world. I think, I don't know, have you covered high school sports? Um, so I, so my freshman year of college i actually was one of the like broadcast commentators for my high school cool for their cool. football team mm -hmm. for that year so that was that's the most i have covering high school sports mm -hmm. but it's really cool because like you said you kind of get attached to say those teams or yeah. so like when i was calling that i was like you kind of were like cheering up there, but not at the same, like you have to be yes, professional. Yes, absolutely. But like yeah. deep down, you're like, oh, come on. Like you're better than that. Or like, yes, let's go. Like, you know, certain things like that. That's one of the perks of being able to yeah. be like on a beat per se, yeah. you know, it's like, I mean, it's work, but it's fun. It's yeah, like, that was my break. <laughs> and I don't know what that says about me, but like, that was like my yeah. fun that I used to be able to get in. Like the first time I went to the Celtics with uh, Nesson, I think it was like the first basket they scored. I had like, Mini freak out real quick. Mm -hmm. Got yelled mm -hmm. at by Chris Grenham. Not yelled at, but he was like, hey, you can't do that. I was like, right. I know, but I did it anyway. <laughs> that I, I never did it We've again. all been there. Literally, I've been there. I remember, yep, absolutely. That's the, me too. And the worst part is right before all this started, thankfully I got to go to one more game. And it was the Clippers game. That was the last game, I think, before the All-Star break. Mm -hmm. And they went into overtime and Tatum was going off. And I was like, Ugh. I'm just here to sit here. I definitely don't care yeah. that he's having a good right. game at yeah. all against mm -hmm. Kawhi. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, this is normal. Yep. Yeah, but yep. It's, such, it's such a tough thing, but I've, I've gotten used to it now. But it's yeah. like you got to go, go through that, like, first one of just, like, and then, okay. Absolutely. I, yeah. No, I mean, you get that Star Trek moment, and then you're like, okay, 
we belong here. We're professional. We can do this. You're fine. Like focus. But um, one thing I was just going to say, you know, covering high school sports is probably one of the most beneficial things anyone can do. Who's looking to kind of get, get their get feet wet with this kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Just because it's a grind because, you know, <laughs> we're, we're so lucky when we got a chance to go to like Fenway and places like that, it's like, Oh, like somebody hands you the stats. And then, you know, you hear like someone in the press box, like telling you these things and versus, you know, you show up to a field, you might, if you're like me, you probably can't find the field and then you eventually find the field. And then they may or may not have a press box. If they do have a press box, you probably can't see the scoreboard from the press box, especially Friday night football. You got to keep your own stats most of the time, the fields aren't lined. You can't really see, read the numbers on the jerseys. It's nighttime. Oh, that's a real thing. Fluorescent <laughs> orange on brown, really yeah. bad combo. Oh, yeah. um, all of these different things, and it's like, it doesn't matter. It's like you look at it as a challenge. You're like, all right, let's get it. Like, let's see yeah. what kind of things I'm going to have to deal with today. And then you just make the best of it because it doesn't matter. You still got to hit your deadlines. Um, oh, yeah. You go to McDonald's, you crank out whatever you got to do. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so I would say that was, that's probably the single most I've ever gotten a chance to have in terms of just being totally out of my element. Um, and it was really cool. Meredith Perry, um, she's the high school sports editor over there. Um, it was really great to be able to work, you know, with an editor who was a woman. Um, that was something that I hadn't had the chance to do. And that was when Alex um, was over there as well. Right. Yes. Um, and so it was just like this really great environment. And I've been very lucky in the experiences that I've had elsewhere. Very fortunate. But it was just a change of pace that I hadn't had before, which was really exciting. Ah, you bring up Alex and I just have to bring up this funny story. I hate to okay. keep going off topic, but I remember it was her <laughs> first day. Mm -hmm. I have like this aching headache terrible so bad like i i couldn't even like move i just sat there i would type like something but she was there and then you come in and you and alex see each other and you're like oh hi i was like oh my oh my jesus they're like best friends i'm over here being the worst i haven't even said hi to her yet and i've been here for four hours this is this is bad <laughs> oh, i'm so sorry <laughs> i mean it's not your fault it, like i i told alex after this i was like i'm Listen, I'm not the worst. I'm not. <laughs> you this really was are. Like the day, like the one day I think we worked the longest together, and I didn't say hi to you. And I was like, I literally said this to her. I was like, Listen, I'm not the worst. Well, I kind of am, but I'm not. I had a headache. It was bad, and I was gonna say hi to you, and then I was just like, No, I'll just be rude. And I was like, I was gonna do the same with Gabby, and I just it just didn't happen. And like, she was like, she was like, it's fine. I could tell you were just like disheveled out of your mind. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Like, she's, so, she's, the, she's the best. Yes, um, I think that was just like cool to be able to see like a familiar face just because we had gotten close, like towards the end of my um, internship at Mass Live. And like, I, like I ended up few of those late Monday night shows. I was like, Hey Alex, can I, can I come crash instead of driving all the way back to Springfield? I don't trust myself right now. So um, and she's someone who I've learned so much from. She's so talented. So, she is. yeah. Um, but that's so funny. I'm so sorry. Cause most of the time I think people probably thought I was like half mute. Cause I was very quiet. I, don't, I just, I don't know, like just kind of focus. Like, yeah, that's not a bad thing. It is what it is. Like anytime I thought I could chime in, I would, but especially at the beginning of my internship, like I definitely was more on the quiet side. So then I think by the time I finally was like, Oh, Hey, like I, I, like I, I definitely know someone who I can be kind of like, 
a little bit goofy with and like super comfortable with people were like who is this person why is she being so loud <laughs> it don't it took me like the whole first semester to like finally get to that point. So I don't blame you at all. Cause like, I I'll, I'll say this, like the day team is a way more intimidating than the night team. And I, I think Absolutely. I've said that to them and it's Absolutely. nothing against them. It just nope. feels that way. It's just a different vibe. <laughs> and I like both vibes yeah. very much, but it was yeah. very different. Like the first time I think I like turned around and joined in discussion is uh dakota was like shitting on josh allen and i was like i will not stand for this josh <laughs> allen hate like i understand josh allen's not that great but you just called him worse than Jameis winston and i will not no, stand for this no, no. like that was a that was That's a big so funny yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just re- remember those things i remember dakota and i he oxford commas man they got me like every time and one day dakota just came he just he sent me like the video do you know the song oxford comma yes yes he's i knew the song beforehand too and he just like i was joking i was like oh man like he's like just watch roster comments i was like ah so sorry like those are gonna be the death of me but you just wait till next week you're not gonna because it was for one of the you know like the programming posts like yep. oh coming up you know the college programming yeah you posts. took those from me yeah oh hey i mean sorry no, to step no, on your toes i know they're so rephrase. thrilling I you know started working on wednesday i started not working on wednesday so that's what really happened there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're so exciting Oh, and yeah. um, he, I was like, you just wait till next week. There's not going to be a single Oxford comma. And he just said nothing and just sent the music video to that song. And I, <laughs> I was like, all right. He, he uh, I mean, everyone helped me there a lot. But when, like, when he did my stuff, he always made sure to give me, like, a good point here or there. So I always appreciate all the work they gave us. And yeah. We'll, I mean, we'll, everyone there was great. But... We'll gush about Nestor in a few minutes. Don't Sounds worry. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, so you, like me, are getting into journalism. Uh, I don't know if that's your exact major. I don't know what your school exactly does, but the main idea is journalism here. And getting into journalism is a tough field, as you're probably learning more and more by the day (laughs) after after getting out of college. So I want to ask you, what would you recommend someone either getting into college or in college right now do to uh, make internships notice them make jobs notice them um, and stuff like that like what's what's a good tip for them definitely so I would say the biggest thing is just get in like get involved like grind do as much as you possibly can Um, just because to me there's no better way to learn than through hands-on experience and like you can't be afraid of making those mistakes because people know that you're learning. And then once, like for me, that's the best way for me to learn. It's a little bit of an unfortunate way to learn, but as soon as like someone points out like something I shouldn't do or what to do differently next time, like it's like, oh, okay, like I'll write it down. Like, and then I don't make that mistake forward. So it's better to make those mistakes sooner rather than later. Um, Even though, even those times when you're totally uncomfortable and you're not sure if you're doing it right. Or you like I said, high school sports was the perfect example of that because I was very uncomfortable, but I got comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's something that's really appealing to places when you're going to try to find an internship or even a job. Um, It just shows that you're, you're ready to learn and kind of absorb anything that is going to get thrown your way. Um, Other thing that comes with that, obviously everybody ever is going to say networking. Yes. Networking is important, but it's, it's not as simple as making that initial like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? It's like, you know, don't be afraid to like, 
strike up a conversation with someone about something that's not related to journalism because then when you do have those questions you feel more comfortable going to them and you can you know that's the other thing when you kind of just grind away you'll find yourself amongst the same kind of group of people who keep kind of doing the same thing and then you end up getting close with that and then it like I said it becomes less work and more just like fun and something that you're passionate mm -hmm. about which only makes you want to do it more and do oh, it yeah. better um you know one of my best friends in college Kev Geis he um, just got a job for a TV station in Burlington, Vermont. And, you know, we, he, he was always pushing me, like, just, I don't know if he knew he was pushing me, but he always was pushing me. Um, you know, all of, all of my friends did. And I got very involved in the campus newspaper. Um, that was, like I said, started out on women's cross country, but then I ended up as news editor and then I ended up doing, doing features work. And then I ended up as editor in chief. So like, one thing can kind of lead to the next. And then from there, those relationships make work fun because I wasn't just me living in press boxes and crouched courtside taking photos and tweeting like, and all, doing all these different things. You, I ended up doing it with like some of my best friends. Um, and then, like I said, it just makes it more enjoyable, but I would say challenge yourself, get involved and just be, be ready to be uncomfortable. I mean, that's perfectly said, in my opinion. I mean, like you say, get uncomfortable. I know I know what you did through the newspaper, covering games. Like, you did exactly what I would recommend to anyone to get into it. I didn't do any of that. I was the complete, like, wrong set person <laughs> here. All I did was write, 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 write. That's literally all I did. I found a website here and there just to contribute to. I made my own website. Like I did everything in my power to just keep writing mm -hmm. because the more you write, the better you get, like you said Absolutely. earlier. And so definitely go with what Gabby said, in my opinion, because <laughs> I because I didn't join the newspaper until this past year, junior year. And now I'm the associate editor in chief. So I did something okay, right. Okay, Scott, you did but, something right. But like my point is definitely follow what you said, because being on the field, um, just covering the newspaper, covering your school is definitely far smarter than doing what I did. Because <laughs> what I did was it cost money. It cost a lot of time. I mean, don't get me wrong. What you did cost way more time than what I I'm did. I'm like, if you think that that didn't cost no. me that. <laughs> no, it definitely was like, yours probably took up like hundreds of hours more time than I did. That's why I'm saying do yours, not mine. <laughs> but like, I got lucky. I, I always say I got lucky. I think you definitely from math live to EEI, you, you clearly did everything right. And I definitely would follow your tips rather than mine. Hey, or even I mean, mix them. Just write I, as much I would as you say can. Just do what, do whatever works for you. Like I said, the whole reason I ended up at Nesson, I think was largely in part because I was at mass live. And the whole reason I ended up at mass live was because I was at WEI. And the whole reason I ended up at WEI to begin with is because Rob Bradford is a Springfield college alumni. And he came back to talk to one class and I went up and I talked to them and I introduced myself and then I got a good recommendation and then I just, he took a chance on me. So, you know, so, you to some degree, there's a lot of luck in there. I'm very thankful. WEI really was what got things started for me. Um, I mean, Nick Fire, I don't know if you know who that is, but he really took me under his wing a lot and Ryan Hannibal as well. He covered, does a lot of Patriots um, writing for WEI, but the two of them really took me under my wing in addition to Rob, but um, you know, Nick just kind of brought me along to every Celtics media availability. 
And from there on out, it was like, I had never experienced something like that before. I didn't know what it was like to be a scrum and, you know, and things Scrums like that. <laughs> oh, they are, you have no idea. Like that, I'm sure you remember your first scrum that you ended up in. It's, oh yeah. It's like you're boxing out a cameraman, you're squatting below. And the only reason I ended up there too, funny story, was because I was in charge of getting video clips of the interviews. So I have oh, one boy. job is to get video. So I have to be in a Yikes. good spot to be able to do that. <laughs> Literally, I was like, oh, this is, this is how hard could it be? Like, whatever. Just imagine that. <laughs> and he, like, like, Nick girl. looks at me and he goes, well, you're a girl. So they'll probably be a little bit nicer to you if you try to like wiggle your way in there. And I'm just like, okay, all right. I play basketball. I can box out. Let's see what happens. Here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought my arms were going to fall off. And I'm like trying to make it so that they're not shaking. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then from there on out, you know, you learn things here and there. But again, it's just one of those funny stories to look back on and be like, wow, I, I'm very lucky that I got my foot in the door at EI because I don't think I would have gotten to Mass Live or gotten to Nesson without it. And one more thing that you said with the connections and like the connections go such a long way, networking, all that. And you said how Rob Bradford, Springfield alum, that always helps. I got lucky because you know Pat, Pat yes. from Nesson. Yep, yep. He was the intern last year, uh, two years ago now. So he interned one full year. He was he went to Merrimack. So I think his work there helped me, like, indirectly. Like, no, that wasn't, like, his probably, like, idealism. I'm going to really, like, <laughs> get someone else from Merrimack here. No, like, but his work helped put a good, like, image on my school and like you said, and I know Logan and Mike both go, mm -hmm. went to Springfield. Yep. So, like, we both had that, like, good connection there. So, yeah. it, it's that crazy. It's crazy the little things that work like that, but they go a long way. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, so um, so we've, we've said it a lot. You've interned at Mass Live, WEI, and, of course, Nesson. One thing I want to ask you about all three is what's one thing from each place um that you like took away from it if if that makes sense yeah absolutely um that's a really great question scott thank you i, I <laughs> had to get one out of my eight. <laughs> oh my goodness i would say wei i think the biggest thing i learned there was the importance of video and that might sound very fundamental but that that hadn't really been drilled into my brain until i got there um, so that I would say that was just the first, just cause, and then I ended up being the person who always just took videos and th that would be my foot in the door to go to availabilities and to go to training camp and things like that. Um, and that really changed the way of how I looked at social media and things like that. Um, one of the things I mentioned to Rob in passing was we don't have a social media class at Springfield. Like I I got a Twitter account sophomore year of college. Like I was very behind the ball in terms of all of that stuff. And he That's said, impressive. okay, <laughs> it was dumb is what it was. I should have I mean, before that. But <laughs> I mean, if you've seen what happens to athletes in the past, that was brilliant. In True. retrospect. <laughs> I think that, I think honestly, I think that's the reason why I was so scared. Yeah. Um, but he, he then, you know, I mentioned it to him in passing at lunch one day when we were at Fenway. And then by the time I was driving home, he's like, okay, so we have podcasts. They had podcasts for each of their sports teams. And he goes, you're going to run the, the skate pod. This is Bruins podcast, Twitter account. 
here. There you go. It's like awesome. build it up. Start from zero followers and like make it your own. That's and I so was cool. like very intimidated because I was like, I don't even know what to do. And <laughs> fortunately, I wasn't the only one working on it. So I really just learned a lot in terms of engaging with people. But social media was probably and video, I would say was the biggest thing I learned at EI, which is everything. So yeah. um, that was just huge. And then I think when I was at Mass Live, the biggest thing was embracing the unknown. Because like I said, they, you know, you show up to a football field and it's just it, there, it's going to be in part a disaster. And it's like, you can either look at that and just be stressed out and freak out and get, you know, inside your own head and doubt yourself. Or you can say, all right, game on, like, let's embrace it. Let's make the best of it. I know my editor has my back, so I'm going to do the very best that I can, but I know she'll support me and I'm going to make a lot of mistakes, but I'm going to get better with it. And so like just embracing that challenge of not really knowing what you're getting yourself into. It's just a whole mindset. And by having a different mindset, it can make your life so much better and so much easier um, mm -hmm. to set yourself up, totally. I would say. Um, and also another big thing I learned covering high school sports is the benefit of having a camera, not necessarily just to take photos, but so that you can zoom in and read numbers on a Jersey. That's, I'm telling you, there you go. 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> so that's definitely another tidbit I learned there. Um, and then at Nesson, I would say there's so many different things learning how to, I mean, SEO, I already knew what SEO was. I thought I knew what SEO was. And then I got to Nesson. I was like, just kidding. Never mind. Like, I that was the so only much. thing I knew going to Nesson. That was like my whole interview, like point. I was like, I know what SEO is. I can You're do like, this. Ricky, I got this. Like, <laughs> like, that's literally like, I'm not even kidding. So I understand where you're coming from with the yeah, SEO. Yeah, it was like, I, I thought that I had like, I, I was, that was going to be solid. And then I realized like, even just like, like your keywords while you're writing and, you know, things like that. Um, so that was really cool to take more of an analytical look at the backside of things. Um, and then this is going to sound so stupid as well, but like Nothing I had never stupid. gotten, I had never really gotten the opportunity to work in an office with people. I really hadn't because I did WEI completely remote unless I was going to an, like an availability for something. Okay. In Mass Live, we were supposed to work office shifts, but I kind of worked maybe three office shifts and then I was just always at games which I took as like a compliment or That's like awesome, confidence yeah. in me, I guess. I don't know. I was glad to cover games, but moral of the story is I didn't really work in the office at all. So, so all of a sudden now I'm in an office and yeah. I'm like, okay, like this is fun. Like this is cool. This is, but it's very different, you know, than oh, yeah. um, anything I had before. So I really learned to appreciate that. Um, plus everybody was there was it made it so easy. But like I said, that was something I had no idea how to experience. So um, in terms of, technical skills and stuff like that just definitely like seo and you know keywords and things like that working a story from multiple angles but um you know the funny tidbit in there would be the office aspect i would say i think i think that's definitely something i can agree with because i never i mean nesson's my only internship i've had so like i i don't have one. much yeah i i would say so i got i got i, I would say i got lucky but I mean, they told me it was my work, whatever that means, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I loved it there. And like, as a, I don't know if you had the same feeling, you probably did. Like as a kid growing up, I watched Neston to watch the Bruins, the Red Sox. I watched the pregame, the postgame, like that oh, yeah. was, I think that was the coolest part. And then when you watch like Jim Rice walk by or like, just when that happens, you're just like, all right. I'm doing something right. Yep. Like, yep. I can so relate to that. 
like I, I was like in my head, I was like, okay, I know I'm supposed to just like act like nothing just happened there, but I am still a 21 year old kid that you know watched these people when they played. Thank God David Ortiz didn't walk in. I would, oh. it would have been bad. It would have been bad. That was like that reminds me of when I covered Celtics media availabilities. Like I said, I got really lucky. Like Rob was like that Nick take her to one have her do video or something like the first one then he was I was like yeah if you need help again like let me know and the next thing you know it's I'm covering the NBA draft from the hour back center got home at four in the morning it was the best thing I've ever done in my life it was so fun (laughs) but like I just got so lucky but the first time like you're just kind of like okay like how does this work what are these scrums what's happening scal just walked by okay I belong (laughs) here it's like holy crap but then you're like okay and then it's like you see him the next time and you say hi yeah hey how's it going like you know i talked with jackie mcmullen on draft night like i saw her and i was like i want to go talk to jackie mcmullen and he was like like i just i was like okay you need to pretend that you belong here like convince yourself you belong here because you're here for a reason you do belong here and i remember i walked by and like we just made eye contact so i smiled and she smiled you know kind of a little wave yeah. and then i kept going because i thought we were in the middle of something and he right. was like he turns around and he goes do you know who that was i go it was jackie mcmullen he's like oh you're just so nonchalant about it i wasn't sure if you knew who it was and i was like i'm trying to convince myself yeah. that i belong here like that's what i'm trying to do he's like go talk to her and i was like okay you know so it's like it's definitely like one of those things where you're just so thankful in those oh, moments yeah. like you're never take it for granted but at the same time, we're young kids, like, right. you know, I'm 22 year old, just like, wow, that was really cool. Like I, yeah. I got a chance to talk to all these people. So. Yeah, I can agree with the Celtics thing there. Um, I mean, like you said, the scrum, Jackie McMullen's right there, like whole, holy, you know, yeah, shit. Exactly. <laughs> and the scow one's a good one. Yep. Like, cause like everyone loves scow. Who doesn't yep. love scow? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's like when I went into my first scrum, uh, when I went into the locker room after my first game, I was just like, okay. And then he's like, yeah, just go in there and put, uh, put your phone up to it and get the audio. I was like, me? <laughs> and I was like, that that's Jason Tatum. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> he doesn't care about me. And then I went and then like the next like so the first one I'm like all the way in the back doing mm-hmm. terrible. Right. Like, then it's Kemba's turn and I'm like, oh I'm I'm getting up there. And oh I, yeah. So that's my profile picture on my yes. Twitter. Yes. I just like got in there and I was like, Oh my mm-hmm. god, it's Kemba. And like I remember mm-hmm. Kemba hitting the shot in March Madness and I'm like, Oh yes. like I can't right? yep. yep. It was funny when they did when Kemba and um Ennis Cantor had their you know, their first media availability, like with the Celtics and they're being introduced. It was so funny. I'm in the Kemba scrum. So like that one went first and then Ennis was kind of come over after. Ennis pretended to be a member of the media and he just hopped in the scrum, swear to God, with his, with his phone up. And he goes, so Kemba, how often are you going to pass me the ball? Like straight <laughs> up, that's, that's how I met Ennis Cantor. Like, that's like so cool. as just like in general, that was my first like thing. I was like, all right, I like him already. Like this yeah. is cool. He's such um, a cool guy. Yes, totally. Um, but yeah, like I said, just, very fortunate for the experiences that I've been able to get and hopefully we'll find something at some point in the future to be able to continue doing this stuff it's it's a brutal time right now to try to be finding a job but I'm very much available (laughs) well you just gave me like the perfect segue here because I was about to ask you how do you feel about sports coming back 
I think. Well, I think. Yeah, we, we think, question mark, maybe. I'm, 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 like, for sure the NBA is back. Like, that's the only one I'm like, yes, that is back. Me too. Me too. 100%. The other two, I'm, like, dying inside. Right? I'm like, I just – and when football doesn't come back, I'm going to have a mental breakdown. Oh, yeah. That's just going to be a big problem. Like, a very big problem. I need redemption in my fantasy league. I made it to the semifinals last year, and I lost to my advisor. We made a league, oh. we made a league inside of our major because we're just a bunch of sports nerds, right? Yeah. And my advisor was in it, and I beat him during the regular season. I talked about this, I think, when, I was, when Ricky was interviewing me. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm playing my professor this week, whatever. And then when it came down to semifinals, we're, like, talking sh- – like talking trash to each other and then all of a sudden it didn't work out and i was like devastating okay. all right i'm devastated but it's fine i know that feeling i blame oh. tom for all this to be honest like everything was fine until tom left you know I you're mean, not, it, wa- you're not it wasn't but it was <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> like i had hope for everything and then tom's like yeah i'm leaving i know and that was just crazy and but don't get me i wrong. I lost my mind when Mookie left, but like Tom was different. Right. Tom, it just, Tom, it just hit different. different. Yeah. It absolutely hit different. I think the NBA, like you said, I think the NBA has the greatest chance of being able to complete like a season, you know, because they yeah. just want to, you know, end it. Yeah. Um, just in terms of, but again, it's high risk, high reward, because if, if the bubble gets popped or infiltrated or what, however you want to put mm-hmm. it, that could be very, very bad. But, yeah. you know, I think that they have the best solution at this point. Um, I know I, I want to say baseball is coming back. That one I really just don't think is going to happen at all, if I'm being quite honest. Oh, Gabby, you're killing me. I, I want to. can't say it. Listen, can't Scott, say it. <laughs> I want to find a job. In order for me to find a job, sports need to be back. So I, I want know, sports to be back. Selfishly, but, that one just hurt. I just well, want because, like because they're trying to keep it in the same geographical area. So there's yeah. so many things. Oh, but I don't, is baseball going to do that? Because I know everyone's training in their parks. That's that, well. That's what I mean. It's just like I don't know what they're going to do. They kind of were just like, "We're back." That's what I mean. <laughs> they're just like jumping in. They're like, "Oh shoot!" Like hockey and basketball are back. We got to get ourselves in there. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's just not as calculated as some of the other you know leagues have been. I also think that's the only. Sp- or you can't do a hub city like that's it's really I mean. impossible mm-hmm. yeah. and because because the nhl is looking at you know um canada yeah. for their hub cities which makes sense brilliant um i'm like yes get out of the united states I was like, Good. go to edmonton just <laughs> stay there exactly like, like no one else is in edmonton, edmonton. Yeah. see you later that'd be so good um which yeah so hopefully that works out i think that that's a good idea but yeah. again there's so many different factors that i don't really know how it's gonna work out mm-hmm. but Hopefully, I think that that one has a good chance of kind of coming back. But I think basketball is probably the most likely. Yeah. But I'm going to be very curious to see, you know, if anything, how – they're not going to have any fans. And I think right. basketball is one of the ones where you really need the fans, you know. I think that they're – I'm very curious to see how that impacts the energy of the game. I think Celtics are very obviously super young team. You know, mm-hmm. they've got Marcus Smart in there, who's just like a ball of energy all the time. Yeah. Um, so I think that they'll be all right there. But I'm interested to see how, if they can come back, how that aspect then also impacts, you know, the style of play and things like that. Yeah, I watched the um, NWSL last weekend. Because they were the first – I think that was the first game to come back in the United States. Yes. 
And like they pumped in crowd noise, they covered the seats with like logos, and I was like, "This looks good." Like if this is what we're gonna have to do, then I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah. But like you said, I don't know. Like I think certain players get their adrenaline from the fans. Like I'm just thinking, like Marcus Smartly. Like you said, I think he'll be fine because yeah. that's just the way he plays. But there's certain guys that like when you get like hot in the game. Yeah. Are you going to keep that because the no, fans exactly. contribute so much? That's what it's, I mean. It's, it's going to be weird. Like, but. like, like hockey. Like, what's going to happen when? Like, this is playoff. This is not just regular. Yeah. Like, this is playoff hockey. Yeah. Like, what about the fights? Like, are you right. going to drop your gloves with no one? That, like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same kind of playoff hockey that we typically see. I don't think. No, no, it's not. I think the old, like the selfish part of me is like, hey, we're getting playoff hockey. That's yes, all I can ask for. Absolutely. But like the, like like you said, like how is this going to work with no fans? Because they give so much to playoff hockey. So mm-hmm. it'll, it's still wait and see for me. I mean, yeah. I think baseball of all the sports won't get hurt from no fans. Agreed. At all. Definitely. It's like I think it'll actually be cooler to hear them like talk that's like my favorite thing that espn does in spring training so i was like that's what you should just do for all these games just have them talk the whole time definitely definitely i think that that would be super interesting yeah and like there's there's ways to work around it in baseball basketball and hockey eh, we'll see football is terrifying to think about (laughs) that's just oh god i just yeah, I I can't even picture that one. Like bad teams might be good just because there's no fans <laughs> to bother them, and that's right? that's not. They're cool. used to not having fans anyways, and now there's not going to be that many. Yeah, fans. exactly. Oh, that, that was like uh, I think someone said that about like the Miami Marlins, and I was like, true, but they're still bad. So you yeah. gotta have you gotta have some talent. Yep. Yep. But, definitely. But yeah, football scared thing. I just want football back. Like. Me too. I I openly admit I'd give up these three coming back just for football. Which mm. that, well, hear me out. Hear me You're out. You're killing me here, Scott. You're killing because, me. Because listen, hockey, playoff hockey is my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Okay, like, same. It it's not matched. Yep. However, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about it without fans. So like, I might be able to pass that up because it's been so long. Okay. But I also want the Bruins to win the Stanley Cup, so like that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Okay, fair. I, I want everything back personally. I'd love to have all four. Yeah. That that's definitely. the winning situation. But football. But if football, but if you could have one, you would pick football. Yeah, because fantasy football is awesome. Like it's that so gives fun. that gives me so much like. It's so fun. I don't remember the last time I. I didn't play, you know. And like that's a good reason to talk to my friends. Otherwise, they're kind of boring. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like I rather be trying to make a trade than like just talk right? to them about I don't know what happened to them yesterday. No offense <laughs> to them. No offense to them. Huge shout out to Scott's friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have a few, uh, only a couple more questions left, then I will yeah. finally let you go. But this has been very good so far. So let's just take one quick break. And we will finish up. We talked about being on site. We've talked about so much today. I want to ask you real quick, what is your dream like position in sports? Like, do you have like a dream, like team to cover or my, on ESPN or? I think my, I think for me, it would be getting to cover the Bruins. I really okay. do like, like just diving in 
yeah, that would just be like a dream come true. I respect that. I respect that absolutely. So beat beat reporter for the Bruins. Yeah, to be able to like actually like dive in on like a specific beat, I think is just such a privilege. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, not many people get the chance to do that. Mm -hmm. It seems at least, and so I think that I like I said, like I talked about when I was covering you know women's basketball. It's just it's so fun to be able to develop those relationships and you know stay that closely dialed into one team you just you pick up on so many things that would just go unnoticed and mm-hmm. so i think that that's just such a privilege and it's so much fun so yeah. and i would i would definitely want to do bruins just um big hockey person if you haven't figured out i love that you had the t- like i yeah i kind of expected a boston team cuz uh <laughs> um, but I like for me, I don't have a specific team that I'd want to cover. Like I'm very open to going anywhere and everywhere to be a beat reporter. I know you yep. definitely are too. Like this yeah, is a dream job here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I can see myself like heading to Florida and covering the Rays. Yeah. And just be like going through that 162 game. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, because like to name, I just am naming the Rays because like, that's like the, poorest team in baseball they have the worst stadium so I'm trying to like give myself the hardest job here possible and I just like the idea that they switch they have a lot of change in their players every year um I I don't know how I'd feel about football not enough ever think about that you know yes and it's funny (laughs) because (laughs) yes long stories are yes but um when I was at Pat's training camp last summer I talked with Ryan Hannibal when I um, was at WEI and cause he's, he does, you know, he'll jump in and do whatever. He's awesome. But you know, when Pat's are in season, like that's like kind of what he focuses in on a lot. And so I said, I'm like, what's kind of like a day in the life, like when the Pats are in season for you, yeah. like, you know, because games are once a week again, I was same thing. You are very curious with how that kind of plays out. And it's very different, just very different, you know, between, how many different things and practices and then like when they're able to talk to the media versus and then like game day is like an entire like first thing in the morning to like yeah. you know first thing the next morning realistically right. um, that's a good point yeah so it was very different mm-hmm. yeah well thank you for kid i never got to like talk to zach or doug much because they weren't yeah. ever in the office yeah but i mean they were always at the stadium so it really different like you said like they're at practices rather than games every day and I think I think if I was to say mine it'd probably be baseball only because I'm so used to being on the field like a baseball field all day anyways Mm -hmm. so like just being at a game taking in batting practice like that would just be like awesome but like hockey's also a good one like see we we would take anything I understand I would take absolutely anything (laughs) (laughs) yeah I get that um so I didn't ha- – okay, so I, I do this every time. I feel like this just comes up every week. So I didn't have this on the dock originally. But after two nights ago when I fought a guy on Twitter, even though he never said anything back, loser, I, I got to ask because I have always been a proponent. Women in sports shouldn't be like a big – like I don't know why it's a big thing. As in like it, it should just be automatic. Like I don't know yeah. why people don't understand that. So I just – I want to get your, like, thought on it because I think you are one of the more talented people I know, especially for not having a job yet because you're straight out of college. I and, appreciate that. And in you. COVID. So, like, this, <laughs> this isn't your fault at all. 
Um, so I wanted to ask you, because I know you will be very successful in the sports field because you care. And Thank God you. forbid that it has to do with your gender. I don't know why that matters. So I want to <laughs> ask you about it because it just bothers yeah. the life out of me. Yeah, I mean, it's, I wish it were just a given, mm. but it's not. No, um, it's not. And like I said, being able to work for a female sports editor at Mass Live was just such a positive experience. Yeah. Um, and I, again, I can't stress this enough. I have been very, very fortunate with the men who I've worked with. Like I've never really noticed it that with anyone who I've worked with, I've never noticed any sort of difference or anything like that. And I think that that's just a tribute to anyone who I've had the chance to work with to this point. But at the same time, you know, when you're out on the job, it's a different atmosphere. It's a lot of different people. It's, you know, I go over to try to grab a seat during an availability and somebody has their bag on it, you know, just whatever. And I go, oh, I'm sorry. Like, is anyone sitting here? I have to get some video. So like, you know, I'm trying to get right. towards the front. And people have straight up said that seat's taken. And then you watch them throughout the entire thing and no one sits there. Versus, you know, you ask someone else and they go, oh, like I've had someone say, there's no reason why you can't sit here. Like you have as yeah. much of a right to the seat as anyone else. And it's like, okay, you shouldn't have to say that, but thank you. I appreciate mm -hmm. the fact that you did. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, you get used to looking around a press box and seeing maybe two other women there. Mm -hmm. Maybe like for, you know, when I was at different sorts of things. Yeah. I'd say when I was at Pat's training camp, you know, there were like, you could count on one hand and then there were at least 40 plus men. And it's just one of those things where you have to be confident. You have to assert yourself because if you, if you don't, that was one of the things Rob Bradford drilled into my head at WA. He's like, you have to learn to advocate for yourself and to vouch for yourself and to sell yourself really. He's like, you have to be able to sell yourself because if, if you don't, you're just going to get walked all over. And that's kind of just the reality of it. And so because of that, like you just learn to carry yourself like much more confidently. But then again, like, like I have had situations where it's like, you know, it, my confident can come across as arrogant but sometimes like if I feel like if a guy were to be the same way it's just you're confident like you're you're focused you have a clear mind like that's re well respected you yeah. know and so it's like I have had plenty of instances of dealing with sexism and things and I'm like like I said I'm just out of school so yeah. um you know but um you know at the same time I just you just got to take it in stride and hopefully I think now more than ever people are starting to advocate and starting to really push for change. And so I'm hoping that this is one of those areas of change that kind of continues to develop mm -hmm. quite a bit. Um, Cause yeah, I have definitely experienced it and there, I, it only makes me appreciate those, those pioneers even more, you know, the Jackie McMullins, the people who were doing what I want to be doing before any other women were doing it. Yep. I can only imagine what they went through and they've paved the path so that I can then hopefully get the opportunity to do some of that too and to then continue to pave the path for the people behind me. Yes. So I'm just so thankful for all of those who have been here before me, really. Yeah. Um, I think ESPN has done a really good job of like most sports companies of really understanding, Hey, these women are talented. Let's give them the role they deserve instead mm -hmm. of, like Katie Nolan, I always bring up. I bring her up every single time I do one of these. Yep. Jackie McMullen. Yep. Um, she's she, like you said. She's one of the pioneers, really, of women in sports. Um, I could name so many. Like yeah. we could go on and on. So, but I do think that 
it is finally changing and I wish it could be faster, but at least it's changing. And I know, I know you will do really well. I know Lauren, Abby, Alex, like those three taught me so much writing wise. So much. And those were, that was the night team that I stayed with. Like it was just those three. Like I didn't, Mm -hmm. uh, the second semester. So like, I really appreciate everything they did for me. And I just wanted to talk about that real quick because I know it angers yeah. me, so I can only imagine oh, it angers you so even trust more. Me, it angers me like you would not believe. It's just yeah. like, it's like I have to be on top of my stuff like mm-hmm. a thousand percent at all times. It's like yeah. I, I, I've been grilled. Like I've been grilled yeah. about stats. I've been grilled about facts. I've been grilled and it's like, like you can tell when you're talking with someone if they're like testing you or if they're like actually interested in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, A, I can hold my own, so whatever, but like right. B, I shouldn't have to. Yeah. It's like just just yeah. give me the same respect as anyone else. Let me let me prove myself just the same as everybody else and then let's go on with our lives, you know. Yeah, like just imagine like if so, you didn't put like people didn't put their names on articles and like just put them next to each other and be like, "All right, tell me who's better." And then like be yeah. like yours and someone else's and just be like, "Yeah, yours, bye." Well, well, <laughs> I appreciate that. It's just, you know, I just hope that someday when I walk into a room and I'm fighting for a job against a man, it's not just assumed that my sports knowledge is inferior to his. Mm -hmm. That's, that's my hope someday. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you there and I'm, I'm a male. So tells (laughs) you all I need to know. Like if you beat me for a job, I'd be like, yeah, she deserves it. Like it's it's just, yeah, it just shouldn't, it shouldn't be a fact. It shouldn't be a question at all. That's, Hopefully that ends eventually because, like you said, there's so many talented women in sports. End of story. There you go. All right. So I wanted to ask this because – so like you said, we used Microsoft Teams. We used GIFs, and your (laughs) GIFs tended to always be the office. And like yourself, I am a very big office fan. I'm watching it through with my sister. She's watching it for the first time ever. Oh, so like classic. it's it's really good to see like her reactions because like <laughs> my reactions are the same every time, never changes. Um so I'm gonna ask you your favorite office character. Oh goodness. Only one. I only take one. I'm gonna go with Dwight. Oh because pick. love it. I would go with Jim. But I feel like without, if you were to remove Jim from the situation, it's like, okay, there's some damage there. But if you were to take out Dwight from the show, yeah. you, ha- you have no show. Right. That's, that's so true. I mean, those two were like the anchors from beginning to end and the story. Yep. Like the, yep. Without those two, there isn't any show. So I'm with yep. you there. I mean, I know one of my friends, he, he picks Creed. Creed Which, is very underestimated. Yeah, like Creed's a legend. He's subtle, his, but he's a yeah. legend. Like, every, he's not like in every episode, like big time, but like yeah. anytime he is, you know it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I'm with you. Dwight's a great pick. Great. Like, I mean, there's not a bad pick unless you pick Nelly, then we're going to have to have yeah. a discussion. Then we're going to have to fight. Yeah. Um, mine's Michael, but that's just. Okay. Classic. I, I, I'm very classic in that sense, but like, I consider him the greatest, like, sitcom character of all time like i i I legitimately wrote an article about this like (laughs) why he's better than everyone else so yeah like i'm a big fan of him but dwight dwight's probably my number two so that's a good one and then last office question favorite episode 
I knew that this was going to be your follow-up, but I still don't really, like, that's so hard. I know. Well, mine's Niagara, if that helps. Okay. All right. Yep. That will, yep. Okay. Part two, technically. I was going to ask which part. Um, like, the, wet, the wedding's just, like, my favorite moment in television. Really? It just, like, fills my heart every time I watch it. It's just so, <laughs> it's just so wonderful. Like, I'm not, like wicked like cheesier like that but i was like this is just so well done and every time i watch it i'm i'm like this is just awesome just watching them dance down the aisle and i know i'll and, never hear that song the same way ever again oh no not at all i a lot of people pick the uh dinner party or like the dinner party is a classic but classic. like i always pick niagara because i think that's just different yeah. part, two, part two sorry yeah there there are so many good ones i you know I also really like the Christmas ones. Yes, I watch those like, every like. Christmas like I watch season. those every Christmas. Yeah. Kind of just you know, I wouldn't say that those are the funniest because there are just some moments in some of them like it's just hysterical. Like yes. you're just like, where did you come up with any of this? Mm-hmm. You know, when Meredith gets hit by the car or the fun run <laughs> or the like the bat what that's in the office or the fire safety one where Dwight <laughs> basically sets the that's place a flames. Too. I think that that moment is just hysterical. Uh, I, oh my gosh. That like, like you said, there's so many good ones. I, I hate putting people on the spot, but I actually, I, I actually love putting people on the spot. That I was, was going to say, I was, <laughs> you really enjoy it actually. <laughs> I do. I do. But, yeah, I would say I would just go with any of the Christmas ones, just for sentimental that's, value. I like I like that choice because that's okay. that's different from everyone else. And the, back to the Meredith thing when she gets hit by a car, like that literally starts the season. I think that starts. <laughs> really se- I think that starts season four. Yeah, I think so. Which is just like the greatness of that show. Yep. All right, so this is the last question of the day because okay. I've held you long enough, as I've already said. <laughs> I ask this question to everyone, if you're a sports personality or just a, one of my friends or anything, if you could recommend one movie or TV show, what would it be? It can be anything. And don't say The Office. No, I, that's a good <laughs> one. Come on, have more faith in me than that. Jeez. Hey, I did, but like, but like I don't you know. Did. <laughs> I did. I, no, I knew you were going to say it because I could see like your mind thinking, but I wanted the world to know like, hey, The Office is her favorite show, but she's not going to say that. Oh, and also it can be terrible. Like it can be the worst thing you've ever seen and you just send someone on this terrible <laughs> journey. Like that's fine. I love that. Um, okay. TV or movie you said? You could do either one or both. I don't, I don't. Okay. Well, my favorite movie is Miracle. There we go. That's a great choice. I love that. I watched that before every playoff. I think you like hockey. Just a little. I know. It's excessive. Does Springfield Um, have a hockey team? A club hockey team. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, So, yes. I would say. I was just thinking, like, you should cover hockey clearly because, like, that's your your thing. I hope so. I hope so. Hopefully we get get there. But, yeah, we had a club team. I had a couple plays friends who played on it we actually started a women's club team um this year my roommate kind of pioneered that so that was awesome yeah love to see that Um, love to see it exactly and and i made sure i go you better believe we're covering the men's hockey team we're covering the women's hockey team Mm -hmm. too don't even try to and my sports editor was like oh i've already got a plan don't worry i'm like (laughs) awesome um yeah and then tv show okay here's no um hmm she actually okay. second guessed. All right, I did. 
So I would say Survivor. There we go. That's good. I, I know that that's like probably kind of getting old at this point. But as someone who kind of got on board with Survivor, like kind of like halfway through, you know, obviously because it started forever ago. I just think that it's so interesting still. Like, I'm still such a sucker for it. I think that they have great twists and things like that. Um, and it's funny. Like, they're all, there's always those couple people who you're just like, okay, like, yeah, where did I you find this person? Um, so that's I would a, say you, can, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with it. That's technically a reality show, right? I think so. It's a competition, correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I've watched Survivor. I'm just double checking because I have not watched it in a long time. I would recommend it's pretty, I, I, it's pretty funny. I heard the latest season was like big stuff. Like I heard that was a big, big one. changes a lot, yeah. almost too many changes in my opinion, but that's okay. another story. Okay. Um, but that's a great choice. I think Lauren, she picked the challenge on MTV. I love the challenge. Yeah, I'm so watching it. That was her choice. I- so I like, these are shows like that. I really appreciate like come out from because like every anyone could say the office that's why i said it because like <laughs> anyone could say that like if i was put on a show i would probably mm-hmm. be like so late like i say it because i'd probably be like the office is pretty good probably watch that like i would be I, almost, I almost said jeopardy because that would have been awesome <laughs> because that's what i second guess i was like you're gonna sound like a loser do not say that just because like again pan pandemic happens stuck at home with parents i'm sure you can relate so it's kind of become this weird tradition. Every night we watch Jeopardy get together. And every go. now and then you know a question and we keep count. Like we shout out the answers and whoever <laughs> the right answer first wins. And we keep score. Like, and then whoever like gets the most right at the end, like wins. I That's spent awesome. a whole day in college. I don't know why. We were all just having ourselves a fun Saturday, if you will. And then we just ended up like binging like a couple hours of Jeopardy. And it was just like the funniest <laughs> thing ever. So if you're, if you're really bored, get a group of people together. Just and watch Jeopardy. there's no better feeling than when you actually know the answer to one of those questions. It's just <laughs> so fun. So that's a close second. Thank you for those two. And then the movie was Miracle. Yes. Let's not forget Classic. that. Classic, of course. Gabby, I really am thankful you came on the show today. You gave me an hour of your time, which is a lot to ask out of anyone. <laughs> So I do appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, Thank you for having me. Make sure to check out Feel Good Sports News. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. WordPress.com for all of Gabby's um, recent stuff, including the upcoming injuries one, which I'm yes. excited to read. Yeah. Um, would you like to share your Twitter handle? Yeah. Uh, Twitter is just at Gabby Gerard, G-U-E-R-A-R-D, because there are a Simple lot of vowels enough. in there. Yeah. Not all, not all of us get their Twitters deleted. All right. So, um, yeah. So, uh, thank you, Gabby. I appreciate your time. And, Absolutely. Uh, have a good one. Stay safe out there. I want to take this time to thank Gabby once again for coming on the show. Um, I did not mean to go that long with the interview, but I think it was a great conversation and I hope everyone listening appreciated it and her insight into what it takes to be a journalist because I do know she had a bright future ahead of her and following her path would only help so many. So definitely, definitely take those words to heart. And again, thank you, Gabby, for coming on. So there's not too much news to talk about. Again, there's baseball's back. They're in their summer camp. That's awesome to see. Uh, the NHL announced their official schedule. The NBA is coming back. So, like, there's a lot of good coming. A lot of players are pulling out 
But one thing I do want to talk about real quick is Patrick Mahomes' new contract and how it not only changes how contracts will go to quarterbacks, but I think in all the NFL, because clearly the NFL has gotten only more popular through the years, and I think their contracts will only get better in time, if that makes sense, as in players will get paid more, players will get respected more with their money, and I'm just wondering how the salary cap will work for the Chiefs upcoming, because they're giving pretty much $50 million a year to Patrick Mahomes, which is the most in all sports, reasonably so, because Patrick Mahomes deserves that type of contract. But I'm just wondering how they're going to handle that because something we've seen with players like Aaron Rodgers is you pay the quarterback and then you never get back to the Super Bowl because you don't have the money to give talent necessarily. So that's something I think the Chiefs, Chiefs fans, NFL fans should watch in the next decade because if Mahomes isn't getting there, there's a reason. It's because of his contract. But I think Patrick Mahomes is so good that you could give him very little on offense and he'll still make it work. So we will definitely see, but congratulations to him. He's very deserving of that contract. That changes the game of football, I think, money-wise, and it's really it's really great to see. Um, so that's, that's it for me this week. I hope you enjoyed the interview. I would love to hear your thoughts on the Patrick Mahomes deal, if you think it's too much, too little, because, I mean, I know when Mike Trout signed his, a lot of people, including myself, thought it was too little. So, yeah, be sure to let me know how you felt about everything, and make sure to come back next week, because I have another uh, big-time guest coming on, and I'm looking forward to it. So, definitely check that out. Um, Otherwise, have a good week, everyone and stay safe, and I will see you next week.